city of dreams. Don't worry, Kevin. We didn't boo you. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Knicks fans? <laughs> This is the Nick of Time show, giving you that Knicks talk just in Nick of Time. Um, Edson Sean is not here today with us. He's still handling some business with his car situation. If you've been following along with the car, the podcast, I mean the show, you know. Um, but I am here, Jay Ellis, and in front of in front of me is the man, the myth, and the legend himself. Ryan G's in the building. Scorpio takeover again. The Scorpio takeover is in effect again. <laughs> The G and J show. Yes. And you know what? Miss is not here as well. She's yeah. on she's working on that blue check mark as usual. Yeah. Mm, she's I think she's on I think she got the blue check vacation. I think she's on <laughs> Yeah, she's traveling the seas or something. Oh, that's what's yeah, up. Yeah, all the thirty seven jobs she has, she's using the money to go on vacation. Yeah, she's a true Jamaican, yo. Definitely. <laughs> true Jamaican. Yup. <laughs> and it don't take me nowhere like like we ain't fam. Exactly. Like, I don't yo. like vacations. I know, right? Like, I need a vacation right now, Come yo. Come on. Like, let's, let's, seriously, man. No, nah, she's she not a true friend, yo. She's not. She's not. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> check her. I'm going to check her for a blue check. Hey, yo, how was your week, man? Been busy, man. Been <laughs> tough. I'm just trying to get through. One more week left. And then I'm finally done with classes for good. So I'm just trying to hang in there. Clap it up for that man, too, man. Listen, man. Yo, to, to, to tell you the truth out there, I was mad. I was like, I was not sure if this episode was gonna go down today. <laughs> Ryan was like, "Yo, I got like four days left of school, and I'm out." Yes, yes, yes. Everything is going. And he has mad what tests to study for and things to write up and blah 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 blah. Kathy's away. Edson had to handle his car stuff in another state. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, how are we gonna do this today?" But my man Ryan came true like a champ. Yes, the sacrifice. Word. <laughs> I see you, bro. Yes, sir. I see you. Thanks. Thanks for coming through. And the show is safe. I'm not gonna be doing this show by myself, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like how? Like how would how would that happen? Like I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, there are some podcasts who do that. They have one person by themselves. Yeah, but I mean, usually you would have like people call in and be like, you know, it at least have some type of conversation going. Just you talking like two hours straight, yeah, like that'd be yo, crazy. I've heard somebody. I there's shows that do that. There's Nick. There actually other. There's another Nick podcast that does that. They mm-hmm. just talk by themselves. I mean, shout out to that dude because that's tough. Yeah, that's <laughs> real tough. It really is. It's like, real tough to do. It's, it's it's much easier to feed off of somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But um, I didn't want to try it. To, I didn't want to try it today. That's for damn sure. I definitely didn't. So, nah. We are here. We talking Knicks and we're talking Knox. So you know what? Oh, you know what else? You know what? You know what? Um, we're gonna clap it up. What Clyde Frazier? Oh, we oh, we talk about that Puma deal. Oh, he got a Puma deal. He definitely got the Puma deal. He's he's looking nice. Mm-hmm. He got a lifetime Puma deal, and. Also, he's going to be salivating. Coming up with all these wordplay entendres <laughs> for Knox, Nick's Knox, knocking down the three, Knox knocking the three down, hard Knox life, yeah. Knox on wood. Like, the papers is going to have mad fun. Clyde is going to have 
knocks the neophyte, he's gonna have bars, yo. Yeah, a lot of he's bars. Gonna, he's gonna have bars. He's gonna yo. be spinning them 16s on the um, broadcast. Well, exactly. <laughs> Just like uh, Jay Jay was on the on that the Carter's album, son. Jay was spitting. True that. True. I don't that. know if he told. I don't know if he caught that. But Jay was spitting. He's he damn near 50 years old. I mean, well, well, he a veteran in the game, so I mean. Hey, so is Frazier. That's what I'm saying. They, they both got bars. And they still doing it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to those guys. Um, we are definitely going to talk about Kevin Knox being drafted, and everybody else has been um Mitchell Rock. Um, we're gonna talk about everybody. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> but um, you know what? Before we even get to that, I'm just talk about what led up to the draft. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna, we're gonna build the story up because um. As you know, I don't know if everybody wanted Kevin Knox. I feel like Knicks fans, some Knicks fans really were, were rooting for Knox. Mm-hmm. I myself, I was going for Miles. And my and me, I was going for Sexton, but then when I saw him go at eight, I was like, damn. And then <laughs> and, and, and then it's like, all right, you know what? Since since both Trey Young, Sexton is gone because I wanted the Knicks to get a point guard. I was like, all right, let's go after a wing that can get buckets. So exactly. I mean, to be honest, I don't even think we. I don't even think Sexton was on our radar, according to reports. But mm-hmm. before I begin to that, I'm gonna just start with the workouts in general, right? Because I didn't have knocks on my radar at all. I'm looking at Miles and. All of a sudden, you hear that there's a group workout going on, right? And part of this workout is like Kevin Knox, Miles mm-hmm. Bridges. I think um Jair Smith was also in the workout. And you're like, whoa, that's you know special. I don't think a lot of people have group workouts like that because I don't know you kind of get exposed. I would think if you have to face, you know, fight other people. I mean, I think in a way it promotes competition. I think when you have a group workout like that, like, I think it shows a player's true character because it's like, you know, you're going up against, you know, guys who are in your draft class and it's like, and, and, and everybody's trying to reach a goal of, you know, trying to get drafted by a team. And I think if you're competing against guys in a workout, you know, that shows a team your competitive spirit because if you come out on top, that means you know you're you are that competitor, you are that guy. Most definitely, and you know what too, uh, to add on top of that, one of the weaknesses of Knox, in my opinion, was people question his competitiveness. Mm-hmm. So off the bat, he's electing to do all of these group workouts. And he has his work with Miles Bridges, who's my favorite. Miles Bridges is, you know, he's a strong dude. Yes, he is. He backs down smaller people, and he he plays bully ball. And the reports come out that Knox beats his ass, man. Knox whooped his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's not the report exactly. That knocked his ass. Yeah, but the, I mean, the report did say that Knox did outperform him, though. Yes, Knox shined. Yeah, Knox shined. That was the reports. Knox shined, and you and you heard uh, even Fizz said that the the workouts were relentless. They was really competitive. People were knocking each other on the floor, mm-hmm. and and it was it, it was like rough. And they felt the Knicks felt like that was their best workout. He, now Knox had their best workout of out of everybody. 
So I'm reading this news. Miles is supposed to be my guy. And I'm just like, <laughs> damn, so like, like, is Miles my guy now? <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard, man, because, I mean, for me personally, for me personally, like, I did rank Miles over Kevin Knox. But then when, when I read that report, too, I was like, oh, so I guess this dude Knox is better than I expected? Like, what? Yo, this, what is it? It's not even just you, man. Like, if you looked at every scouting video put out this year and at the performances, everybody's had Miles and Macau over Knox. Everybody. But, uh, listen, man. Knox showed up. And he dominated that Knicks workout. And I also heard that wasn't the only workout he dominated. He also worked out with the Sixers, dominated that one. So it's not even just, I heard he's just dominating workouts, period. And different, and all of them were group workouts. Because he let the only do group workouts. The, so, the, the, hold up, though. The fact that he only elected to do group workouts, I think that speaks to that dude's competitiveness. Yeah. No, 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 don't quote me on that, mm-hmm. that he only did group workouts, but I, I think he done a few group workouts. And, he, and I've heard that he's, was a standout in those. At least, for my knowledge, at least two of them, the Knicks and the 76ers, he stood out in both of those. The 76ers actually called him back. Oh. To get a second look at him. Okay. Because they were like, wait a minute now. <laughs> so I actually think that if we didn't draft Knox, there's a possibility that the 76ers might have drafted him. A possibility. But... Phew, so that and then that in that in itself was like okay, what where, where am I going now? Do I really like Knox? My mind is conflicted. I'm reading this report. I'm just like my mind's conflicted. He he killed my boy in a workout. That was my guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have that, and then you, then you start to think okay, you start to say well, it's a workout. Exactly. Like that was my whole standpoint because I was like, I saw him because the games I've watched with Kevin Knox. I wasn't too impressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for example, I saw like I didn't watch him extensively, I'll admit that, but I saw a few games with them. And in those few games he disappeared. To, yeah. to me, he didn't stand out. He often disappeared in games. While Miles while Miles Bridges, like, he actually yeah. rose he rose up to the occasion in games and he yeah. and he was more consistent in college. He asserted his will. He asserted his will, man. He was not disappearing yeah. whatsoever. And a lot of the knocks on knocks was he's not engaged. He 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 disappears a lot. And so when I'm hearing this, I'm like, whoa! I even saw a report that said I don't remember who was who it was from. Somebody on Twitter with a blue check. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter so, with a blue so, check. So, so so I mean, it must be legit then. It must be legit. Yeah, it's a blue check is legit for the most part, right? He said, so somebody was kind of, somebody said that Knox in his workouts scored or assisted on every bucket for his team. Except for like one. (laughs) And I'm like, damn, okay. That's what's up then. That means not only can he create his own shot, but he can also create shots for others, which is a major thing in the NBA. Major thing. And it was one of his weaknesses as well. But it, but then it's like, all right, he has the potential. But you still had, I still have that thought. It's like he has the potential. But it's one on one, two on two, three on three. K 
can he do that in full court? Remains to be seen. And another and another thing too, like in those one on ones, two on twos, three on threes, or or, or, how, or how however many players they were playing the games with. Were there screens set in those games where my dude had to actually go over screens and follow his defender? <laughs> I know where you get because I know I heard it was good defensively too. I'm not sure how good defensively he was, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, you know what? I feel like one aspect of the, of their game, like fighting over screens. I feel like you definitely will be called out on on a three on three if you're not fighting over a damn screen. Like it's very easy to see. Yeah, I really want to see if he if he has that energy with a five on five. And also, he also gets lost on back cuts. So five on five, mm-hmm. when you're like trying to like keep one eye on the ball, keep one eye on a man, and and I want to make sh- I want to see how much growth he has in those situations where he's, he's not losing his man on back cuts and things like that. We'll see. We'll, Fizz got to get that kid right. He's gonna, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, yeah, I mean, there's always some leagues around the corner. So I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait, man. I know. See him and Frank together on the court. Ooh, I can't <laughs> wait. This, yo, this, this is a dope thing about we have all dope. When is the last time we've had like this many young kids on our team? It's, it's been a while. It's been a long time. I don't remember the last time we had this many young kids on our team, man. I be, don't. Be, because the Knicks have the Knicks always had the mindset of trying to win now. So Knicks always been trying to trade for veterans and trade away all their young players. So we never had a so the Knicks never had an opportunity to actually keep young players on the squad like that. Yeah, man. Some of these gonna be lit, especially yeah. this year. Oh, with all thirty teams participating. Yeah, man. We have to go to Vegas, bro. Word. <laughs> we have to go I, to Vegas, man. I was actually contemplating, like, yo, I really need to actually like buy a ticket and go to one of these games at least, man. Yeah, man. I saw you in the group chat talking about it. I was like, I might have to do that too, man. I might have to sell some t-shirts. Who's making <laughs> these t-shirts out right now? <laughs> the NickerTimeShow.com. The go t- there. Go there and get your merch. Yeah, get your merch. Whose man's is this? Also, also, I got mad merch coming. Mad merch coming. Y'all gonna look up one day and see like 50 shirts come out. You be like, what? Where did that come from? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So be on the look on. Be out. Be on the lookout for that. Also. Word, 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 word. But yeah, but bad too. This whole build up with the Kevin Knox and in, in, in the draft thing. So, um, so yeah, that was the that was leading up to the draft. Hearing all the the workout news was crazy. But um, I know Knicks fans were also, they had like a fantasy, right? Like, mm-hmm. the realistic fans were like, you know what? We're probably not going to be able to trade up or get anything. Um, No Bombas or, or, or Donics or nothing like that. So everybody, so some Nick fans really wanted, Don, um, some Nick fans, I'm sorry, really wanted Knox, Mikal, Miles, Sexton, such and such, right? Yeah. But the Knicks are going to do the due diligence and look at Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. He's talking mad stuff. He's talking about I'm the best person here. Da, 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 da. I mean, he compared this game to Kevin Durant. Like, for, for a guy to compare his game to Kevin Durant, you must have mad confidence in yourself. For, seriously, though. I mean, listen, he was a top three pick. He was projected to be a top three pick before this whole draft thing. Yo, I, but I also... I kind of wondered something about that though. Like I kind of wondered if he was overselling it 
to overcompensate for his injury, like knowing that his 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 um draft stock might drop. He had to kind of like poke his chest out, like, you know, I'm the best, right? You know, I'm the. I have to keep reminding you, I beat all these guys. I've done like I've mm-hmm. done. I wonder if that had a lot to do with it. It probably did because I'm pretty sure that his camp probably knew that his stock was stock was going to drop because of his back injury and supposedly his hip injury. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the status about that, but okay. he, it, it was reported. But, you know, like I'm but, but, you know, like for him to, you know, to try and save his save his stock a bit, like he had to, like, remind people, like, you know, before this college season passed, like I was a top three pick in the draft. Like people like people looked at me and thought that. I was one of the best talents, yes. period. And he was. I think he was, I think it was like Bagley, him. <laughs> it was like number two. But, um, listen. So, he was supposed to have a pro day, right? He seemed like he was playing with Chicago. All point, all signs pointing him going to Chicago. He only would work out, he would only have his workouts in Chicago. He had Chicago medical staff. Um, Check him out, and they was gonna send his records out to everybody else in the top team, in the top ten, right? He had a pro day scheduled for a Friday. Nick's supposed to go. People in the top ten are supposed to go. All of a sudden, he has hip spasms, and I'm gonna channel my guy Edson right now, because if Edson was here, he would say, "Well, you know, you guys, when you have a bad back." I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to do Edson from Edson's impression. Yeah, it's 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 his it's, voice it's, is pretty really low. Yeah, it's pretty hard um impression to do. Yeah, man. I don't have this this the silky smooth voice. So I'm gonna just see what happened. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so he would be like, "Yo, guys, you know what? When you have a bad back and it's something is injured, you always overcompensate somewhere else if it's injury, and it causes something else to happen. So that's probably why the spasms happen, the overcompensating or whatever, whatever." And actually, what I read was he was pushing himself more than he had ever before, and his body responded pretty good. But then he, so he upped his activity level, and therefore, after he upped the, after he upped his activity level, his body responded not so good, and he had the back spasms. I mean, the hip spasms, which scared the crap out of me. Because all the Knicks fans was like, MPJ, MPJ. And I saw that. I was like, oh, hell no. I mean, before that, too, I was... F-O-H. <laughs> before that, too, I well, before I heard about the um, hip spasms or whatnot, like, Michael Porter Jr. was on the top of my list. You know, he was one of the players that I wanted the Knicks to consider if he was still there at number nine. Yeah. He wasn't my top, top choice because, as I said, like, the back injury did scare me a bit, but... At the same time, it's like the dude's like a top three talent, one of the best offensive players in the draft. Is like you can't really yeah. pa- you, you can't really pass on that, especially if the medical records say that the back isn't going to, isn't going to be an issue going forward. And he's six eleven. Yeah, that too. But you know what worried me too though? I was listening to different podcasts and things, and I started to hear like a certain uh, a certain uh, what's it like? Uh, I started hearing a certain thing over and over again. Where teams were kind of hesitant to take him because they was a scared of the back, and b they were had they had basketball questions about him. They had basketball questions about his 
He's competitive on the defensive end. Um, and his willingness to pass the ball in general. <laughs> you, you know what? You, you know what? Since you mentioned that, I was telling people, I was like, him going to the Nuggets, he's going to be like a mellow 2.0 hey, over I there. Was, <laughs> you knew where I was going with this. You knew where I was going with this. Because after I started to sit back and think about it, I was like, yo, it's kind of like we would be getting... The OKC version of Mellow, but at- <laughs> I was like, do we really want old Mellow at 20 on a team right <laughs> Like, I don't want to start out with the backside. I don't want to start out with old Mellow and then go young. Like, that's backwards. Can he go young? Like, It really is. And then on top of that, it's like if the Knicks did draft him, more than likely he would have sat out this season anyway. And then we already have KP who's already out. We don't even know when KP is coming back on top of that. So the Knicks would have the Knicks would have came into this season looking kinda um kinda bad. Okay, so <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Kinda bad, yeah. A little bit, but I mean, let's be honest, no one's expecting anything from us this season anyway. If, if that we, is if true. If we perform, hey, that's a bonus to me. For actually. real. Which <laughs> bring which leads me to this question though. Question. So I know I think we both said that if MPJ MPJ was there, we, we should take him. Knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. would you take the risk of drafting MPJ at nine? You see, um, during draft night, what you doing? Something at the screen at draft night. At, <laughs> during, what was you throwing during draft night? I saw Michael Porter Jr. there. You was cursing. And, and, he was cursing in Pasqua. I wasn't sure. And, <laughs> and, like, and my and my dude and my dude Sexton was gone. <laughs> and I saw Young gone too. So I was like, he was like, she. Exactly, exactly. I I was like, yo, there's Michael Porter Jr. sitting there. We know this dude's a talent. Then I saw the next pick, Kevin Knox. I wasn't mad. But then he was wondering. But I was wondering. Yeah, I was at least wondering. Uh, like, wondering. why? Like, why did we pass on him? He was like, "Whose man is this? Who's <laughs> man? Perry? He's he's calling Perry on the phone." But, but then I saw the, the Sixers pass on him next. Yeah. Then I saw Charlotte pass on him. Yeah. And then I saw the Clippers pass on him. Yeah. And they had two picks. Oh, that was that was telling to me. That was the telling thing to me. I was like, yo. If I'm a franchise and I have two consecutive picks in the top and I don't pick any, I don't use any of the, the picks on like the high reward guy with the most potential, that means I saw some stuff that scared the, that's, that scared the, she. <laughs> <laughs> like that was metal, yo, that was metal records dog. That must've, that must look like an operation game or something, bro. it it had to because it makes no sense because if I'm the Clippers and I have two picks I'm picking like if I had two picks in the lottery I'm picking a short thing and like like, exactly I would be picking a short thing and and then one player that I'd be like you know what I'm not sure about this player but you know we have two picks so let's take a gamble but Mm -hmm. it's like and then on top of that it's Jerry West it's not even it's a competent GM too yeah that's skipping on Michael Porter Jr. so it's making you wonder like what is What's this dude's happening? like? What is this dude's medical records like for for Jerry West to pass on him twice? That's crazy. That's crazy. And then people were talking about the Knicks. I was like, um, do you know other people who fourteen teams passed on him? Like, come on, bro. Talk about us? Exactly. Like something is obviously wrong. 
Obviously. Obviously, the teams know something we don't. And I actually saw a report that there were some teams in the 20 range that said they wouldn't pick him. Which is crazy. Very crazy. So, I mean, for the, for the Nuggets' sake... I hope Michael Porter Jr. works out well for them. Or I don't was I don't was bad on anybody. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know for thirteen teams to skip on him, and this dude is a top three talent. That's alarming. Yeah, that's crazy right there. Like something gotta be up. Definitely. And his dad was kind of saying after the fact that um you know, oh the medical records, they actually somebody came out on ESPN right, or on like a sport. What show was this? Sport. Somebody came out on Sports Center and said four teams told them that they failed MPJ on their physical. Wow. Yeah. And then his pops came out, and who's also I think he's a manager too. And he, he was talking about that that um that time talking about that rumor that he's not going to play this year. It's going to be a redshirt year, and he was like. Well, all I know is he passed the last medical exam, and the people are blowing it out of proportion. And now I'm sorry, I gotta speak to uh, Michael Porter Jr.'s father for a second. It doesn't matter whether you pass the last physical or not. If you've had four physicals before that, on you know coming up to the draft where he failed, the, the last the last time I checked, four is bigger than one. That, yeah, <laughs> man. That, like you can't then say, oh, we took it back. This it works now. Like, nah, that doesn't make that don't mean no damn. That don't make no damn sense. I mean, if, if it works out for the Nuggets, they got some some they got like a nice little squad. I'll yeah, say they that. do. I'll say that if they can get them to play, get, if, they, if they can give somebody to play defense over there between. I mean, I mean, sh- but the I scoring mean, is damn. gonna be dope. The scoring I mean, should be good if if he's healthy. Yeah, and I mean the way the Nuggets play ball anyway, Nuggets don't really play defense like that. Nuggets is a scoring team; they like to run up and down the floor anyway. So Michael Porter Jr. will fit right in it, right in at you know yeah. in Denver. Yeah, but the only because so, I you know what a reporter asked him directly. They said, when asked if there was any truth to him missing a full year, he asked him, "Say, is there any truth to him that he's, like, that he's gonna miss a full year?" And he couldn't really tell you. He was like, "That not that I heard of." I was like, wait, but, but aren't you like, how do you not know? <laughs> that, that, that made no sense to me whatsoever. So it's like, so um, Denver's management didn't get in touch with you and tell you what your situation is with the team or whatnot? I don't know how, what the hierarchy is. And, yeah. And, but I just thought that was odd. That he was like, oh, he, he has to do some rehab work still. Mm-hmm. And he has to work on his cardio, but I don't really know if he's going to. That was mad. That was weird. And I mean, to be real about it, you know, with his back injury and everything, because back injuries are scary, especially in the NBA. Maybe maybe it is best for him to sit out, a, sit out a year and have him really rehab his back and get his back right until he yeah, man. steps foot on the floor. This, which brings me to the question again. Re-ask you this question. Would you draft him at nine, pull a 76ers like they did the process, have him redshirt a year. You're gonna suck any suck again anyway. Solidify another top ten pick, another top five pick. Bring him back with the other top pick. Have him win rookie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is intriguing when you think about it. But the only reason why I wouldn't do it. Is because of the rumors circulating around about you know we have a we may have a chance at Kyrie we may have a chance at whoever you know 
big free agents mm. are coming out in 2019. So and they wanted I, to see that, that potential and, brewing. Yeah, and I want the Knicks to at least have a product on the floor where potential free agents will look at the product and be like, you know what? This team is not that bad. Maybe I can come here and do something. Mm. I'm not sure if the Knicks would be that... Um, I don't, I'm not sure if the Knicks would be that... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We'll be that. We'll be able to attract the big free agent if they, if you know, KP's on emotion. Exactly, yeah, you know, not KP, showing some progress. Exactly, where KP comes back middle of the season and the Knicks were sucking like the first half of the season or whatnot, and then we have Michael Porter Jr. just sitting there on the bench, you know, rehabbing. Like, I'm not sure if if that would be a, you know, a, an attractive, you know, product for a big free agent to come and be like, you know, what I want to come to New York. That's a good point. You know what? I didn't even think about it from that angle. That's a really good point. You want to actually start to have some products on the floor moving, especially if you're looking at 2019, 2020, if you're looking at Kyrie. Yeah, you know, possibly Kawhi. Yeah, you know, Kyrie, Kawhi, y'all, y'all can both come through to, you know, team up with KP. Yo, I'm saying, yo, you might, yo, you might as well pull that Miami move, bro. Word. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to take 15 million and you're going to take 15 million. Yeah, man. exactly. You know, we can all take a little pay yeah, cut here and there. Pay cut the team with KP. Yep. And uh, you know, and uh, we can make it happen. KP and Knox. Yep. You know, become legends in New York. Yeah, do let's do it. Yep, I'm, I'm with that. I like that. I like that a lot. So, <laughs> oh yo, speaking of like hypothetical, speaking of questions and hypotheticals and because you know what, a lot of stuff was happening before the draft too. Mm-hmm. One of the things that was happening was well, Lonnie Walker was also rumored to be on mm-hmm. the Knicks radar because he had a five hour lunch with yeah. the, <laughs> the Knicks staff, and they like they going for the character, and he, he's definitely a character. Yeah, his suit was fine and popping too. I like this white baptism suit. Yeah, <laughs> in the draft, yo, he was yeah, he clean. was yeah, yeah, he was looking fresh. He yeah. was clean. <laughs> <laughs> Look like he just got taken to the water. He's Oh, man. It was nice. I liked it. I liked it. Shout out to Lonnie Walker, yo. Oh, man. Yeah. His glasses were fly, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. He definitely was. Actually, I think I would like him in the Knicks, to be honest with you. No, I, would, I wouldn't have minded, but it's just that I think the Knicks were a bit too high to draft yeah. him. That's the thing. Yeah, too high. Yeah. Definitely too high. But um, before we even drafted Nas, there was a scenario that said that we, was gonna, we, we would actually trade up. Because, boy, everybody knows I love me some Bamba. Oh, me too. I love me some Bamba. And I saw the news that the Knicks are possibly trading up to get uh, Bamba at five. And I was just like, what? Is this possible? I was doing mad calculations. I was doing all, <laughs> all the check that for data. I was doing all the data in my brain. Like, how can this work? E plus five equals pi. Carry the two. If you trade Courtney Lee. Yeah. And Lance Thomas. And that can make the money work, right? That can make the money work. Yeah, probably, yeah, quite, yeah quite possibly. Because they wanted to give us Chandler Parsons. And that dude has... I, I can't even remember the last time Chandler Parsons played an NBA game, to be honest about it. Yeah. Chandler Parsons has a two-year contract. Two, um, He's making, what, 23... Million a year, yeah, about that would take us out of the Kyrie sweepstakes, pretty much. But he would expire at the same time as Joakim Noah, and we would have a top five pick. That is true. So, would you do that? You know, I would have took the risk if the draft wasn't deep. Hmm. If the draft wasn't deep, and I knew that at nine. 
there's a chance that we're not going to get a player that can really make an impact like that. Yeah. Then I would have drafted up, but I, then I would have traded up. But I think the fact that the draft was deep, I think Scott Perry, Steve, Steve Mills, I thought they made the right choice to just stay packed at nine and like keep our first round picks for the future. Because you already know, if we were to trade up, we would have to give up a future first, first round pick. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Yeah, so I, I agree with um the Knicks management and what they did. You know, stay packed at nine and just, you know, see who's available, who's the best available at that time and go and draft that dude. And I heard they wanted to pick and I heard they wanted Frank. Yeah, well. I heard it's like, oh, I see, I see what you do in Dallas. I see what you do in Dallas. I see what you're doing. I see, oh, I got Dennis Smith Jr. good score, but he can't defend nothing. So we'll draft Frank, put him, put him next to him, <laughs> and, we, and we'll show that up real quick. Exactly, because you just go put Frank on the best backcourt player, and then you put Dennis Smith on whoever's the weaker backcourt player uh, yep. on offense. So I saw what they was trying to do. Yeah. They tried it. But nah, we, son. wasn't biting, though. Nope. Nope. Matter of fact, the Mavericks got um Doncic, which I believe is perfect for them. Yeah, man, perfect. That was crazy. First, it was crazy to see 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 them get Trey Young. I was like, wait, what? This yeah, don't make no damn sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> With Dennis Smith Jr. already there too. Oh like. my god, that made no sense in my mind. <laughs> nah, but then that tra- the trade made sense though because. But Atlanta kind of confuses me because don't they have Schroeder playing point guard? Schroeder's gone, bro. Oh, he's gone? He's on a trade block. Oh, oh, so I, okay. So yeah, that makes sense why they would draft Trey Young. Yeah, he's on the trade block. I saw I saw a trade rumor that week. I saw someone saying they was, they was shopping Schroeder. Schroeder's not gonna be there for long. Say word. Yeah, man. Blonde Bandit is on the move. Well, big up the team that gets Schroeder, because Schroeder's a pretty good point guard. Yeah, he's sure. not bad. Nah, he's definitely not bad. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll go to the Bucks, join his man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, what was I? What was I talking about? Yo, I actually went to the draft. Talk about it. Talk about yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yo, listen. I went to the draft in Brooklyn. Yo, shout out to my guy CP. My CP. I do post game live on our YouTube channel. Check out our YouTube channel. Just you know, just Google the Nigga Time Show on YouTube, and we do live live streams, and you can call in. It's pretty dope. So yeah, I met I met up with him and. The energy was dope, man. We took a picture in front of the NBA draft sign. <laughs> it was dope. The crazy part about that whole day, well, though, was um, fans, yo. Knicks fans, there was this one fan in particular, right? Uh-huh. Stood out. And you figure, you know, there might be fans of all places, all, all over the world, you know, all types of fans, because it's the draft. But you, you figure there's going to be a lot of Knicks fans. But this guy had on head to toe Golden State Warriors suit. Whose man's is this? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> head to toe, son. Head to toe. And I'm sitting there like, what? Oh, man. Like, he's a Golden State fan. And then he has a head to toe suit, he has the Golden State Warrior tie. And the Golden State Warrior hat to match. Oh, but check this man. out, fam. He takes the hat off. And what do you see under the Golden State Warriors hat? Don't, nah, don't tell yeah. me, man. Don't tell me. A Knicks hat. Bruh. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like, oh, he's a Knicks fan. 
<laughs> so I was like, yo, I'm just me and CP, we sitting there, we talking. It's like, yo, we got to talk to him. We got to talk to him. <laughs> we definitely got to talk to him. <laughs> so we ended up talking to him eventually inside, and he, he cops his police. Like, I'm an I'm a NBA fan, and I was there when Golden State won their first ring. And I'm a Knicks fan, true and true, though. You know, I'm a Knicks fan. But I just like basketball. You know what I'm saying? I still got to represent. That's why I got my Knicks hat on. And he's like, if I, and he's like, but dude, you got to go to the state. So he's like, that's a, go ahead, man. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm like, how can you come to the draft in, in, in all New York, in an all Golden State suit in New York, and then you take off your Golden State hat, you have a Knicks hat on under. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. He's a cool dude, too. I want to be cool. He's cool. I met him, but it's, I still have questions, man. <laughs> I still have questions. Man, I'm glad I wasn't there because I'm like, yo, you need to go change, oh, B. <laughs> you need to go change. Yo, it's funny because CP asked him, he's like, let me make sure you know your Knicks stuff. He was like, who do you want the Knicks draft? He said, Macau Bridges. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that means that mean you've been paying somewhat attention. Exactly. That means you're paying attention. That means you're paying attention. So we let him go, and then we posted the video on Instagram, and everybody roasted on Instagram. Oh, and I was like, oh, man. man. He, followed, he followed me on Instagram, too. Shout out to that guy who followed us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, man, I don't know. We got to find you a suit, man. We yeah, got to find you a Knicks suit. Yeah, exactly, a Knicks suit. Man. <laughs> we can't have you, we can't have, we can't have you let, we can't have you go through that again. Nah, man. <laughs> We're not going to let you do that. If we, we are real friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, yo, it was, it was funny, too, because during the draft, after everybody was getting passed on, like, it was, there was, like, a buzz around the building, like, Nick's going to draft MPJ. Nick's going to draft MPJ. Nick's going to draft MPJ. And it was like, and the Knicks draft with the ninth pick. Kevin Knox. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And all the audience is like, boo, boo. And they zoom in on the kid last year. Yeah. In class, and he's like, boo. And, 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 and then, like, I was watching it on TV, and I thought it was crazy because after Knox got drafted, like, I heard the crowd actually like, we want Porter. <laughs> we like, want Porter. I was like, damn. I, I'm like, yo. Like, Disrespectful. Exactly. Like, yo, we drafted Knox. Let's just show that man respect. Yeah, man. It is what it is. The Knicks did not draft Porter Jr. Let's just forget about right. it and just move on. To be honest, some Knicks fans were happy. It was... It, Actually, if you actually look on Twitter land and Instagram land, Knicks fans aren't like going crazy. They're not like throwing hate at MPJ like that, like that. Like, mm-hmm. not, I mean, Kevin Knox, Knox, yeah. Knox. So it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's all so good in the Knicks land. It's not like I don't know. It's a little propaganda going on. Everybody expects everybody to hate him. <laughs> but we actually we're embracing the kid. We are embracing the kid. So you know what. As Knicks fans should. I mean, everybody deserves a chance. Give the kid a chance. Exactly. And that's what happened. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm giving I'm giving the kid a chance, man. I'm giving the kid a chance. I seen Fizzell's giving the kid a chance. Uh, I I trust the coaching staff. Um, they actually said themselves that uh he Fizzell's himself. He's like, we have a development staff here. We talked about we talked about this actually the last episode. Mm-hmm. about how they got a bunch of uh, development coaches here. Like the dude from the Lakers who who, who got up, who brought up um, 
oh my gosh, Kuz and Lonzo and all those guys. We just hired somebody else from the Mavs who looks he looks pretty promising. I posted a video. Oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah. I forgot that dude's name. Um, damn. Is it Pat or something like that? No, it's an, it, 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 it's a Spanish name, I think, right? Ah, oh, man. I don't have time to check it right now. Is it is it Cabela or something like that? Yo, but I don't remember the name exactly, but he yeah, knows me his neither. stuff. He knows his stuff. You see he's getting, going into depth about motion offense and teaching people how to read and react to offensive quickly and also t- and, sh- and building their that offensive skill set up. So we got a lot of nice development coaches for the, for, for the squad. The Knicks in general seem to have a really nice job, and they seem to be very cohesive in their plan. On, and, and how they're going to build these players up from the ground up. So I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Most definitely. It's definitely a different approach to what the Knicks have done in recent years. So It's crazy how much confidence in him. It kind of scares me how much confidence I have in this squad right now, yo. It kind of scares me. <laughs> it's like, I have too much confidence. I mean, it's, it's like for once in our lives, it's, we're actually seeing the Knicks go about this the right way. It's weird. It's very <laughs> weird. Like, they passed up on the injury-prone star that could be for a kid who actually has a good back <laughs> and some upside. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, he has, he has his deficiencies. But you know what? Like I said, because uh, Fisdale even mentioned himself in his press conference, he said that um, let's see. he said uh, what he liked about Kevin was the film sessions for one. He said he seemed to absorb the film sessions very quickly, and he also competed in the workouts, like you heard. And I also heard that um, he was throwing his weight around. And I, I mean, the dude is 6'9", and he's over 200 pounds. I mean, he should be throwing his weight around. He should be throwing his weight around, but that's not what he's known for. Yeah. Which is that why that's like, okay, he, he's learning. And I also heard that his ball handling, he, talk, he touched on that. Mm-hmm. His ball handling has improved, he said, dramatically. Dramatically? That's what he said. He was like, he was competitive, dudes were putting pressure on him, mm-hmm. and his ball handling improved dramatically. And you see, like, Here's the thing about college ball, because a lot of times, you know, um, a lot of us get caught up in what we see during the game, but then, but then a lot of times, sometimes players actually end up becoming better pros than they were in college. Most definitely. You know, like, for example, like Ben Simmons, because if you watch Ben Simmons in college, like, you could tell, like, dude had talent, but... He played so nonchalant in college, like people were actually wondering, like, does he have the will to win? And that's exactly what I question here. And you know what? You gotta remember too, he's 18, mm-hmm. so he's not a finished product. And I was actually watching a lot of YouTube videos and stuff, and this kid actually compared him to Paul George, which is, you know. Yeah, let's let's chill for a you second. Know, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, you know. <laughs> Let, let's not go that far yet. But what he was saying was, Paul George, he was taken at 16, mm-hmm. and people also questioned his motor and will to win as well. And if he can be a two-way player, and they asked Paul George that in the video, and he was like, can you be, you know, can you play both sides of the ball? And he, and he said yes. And obviously, we know what we will know right now. Mm-hmm. But um, he was like, it's possible that... This same thing can happen for Knox. 
It's like okay. He said maybe not as good a defense as Paul George's because I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can really see that. Yeah, because I mean I watched some, I watched some of the games in college, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and and defensively I I don't know if he'll ever be a great defender like Paul George, but I mean he does have the sides where he can at least be a decent defender if he puts his mind to it. You know what? Let's go through the pros and cons. Cause I, I if you haven't known, if you don't know, Kevin Knox, you probably worked. Looked at everything, Kevin Knox. Let's go through the pros and cons of Kevin Knox. What, what do you feel like? What do you remember anyway? From what I remember is he's a good offensive player. Yeah. He has a good jumper, a good three-point shot, mm-hmm. from what I remember. He can also create his own shot if necessary, from what I remember. Yes. Um. The con side, I know it's defense. Yeah. Especially when it comes to following his man off off screens and trying to pick up his man off back cuts and stuff like that. Yeah, all things defense was pretty much a catastrophe from the videos I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> With but, the exception of... But wasn't he a good on-ball defender? Exactly. Yeah. On-ball defense, he said he was pretty good at on-ball defense. But you know, in the NBA, the most offenses are screens. Yeah. For the most part. So that has to be shortened up. Has to be. Yeah, that has to be corrected most yeah. definitely. And also, also, you know, pro, pro six nine, six eleven and a half wingspan. Yeah, with that length, you should be causing problems he's, on defense. Yeah, man, he's causing problems. I think he has like a nine inch standing reach, a nine foot standing reach, or something crazy like that. Oh, yeah, he's long. He's a long dude. And like you said, that that mid range is automatic. Pretty damn near. He can shoot off a. He, he he plays off of screens really well. That's one thing I've seen mm-hmm. from the tape. Like he knows he plays really good off ball. And I heard him talk about how he's he's used to having the ball in the hand in tight in high school, and he had to play off ball. And he seemed like he mastered that, which is great because at his size and at his position, he's going to have to play off ball. Like. He's not a he's not a LeBron type where it's like oh you know you can put the ball in his hands and he's just gonna create for everybody right at least right at least not right now I mean oh, wait, I, I don't I don't I, I don't know if he'll develop into that but I don't yeah I don't know what Fizdale saw <laughs> or what happened in those workouts but something happened you know what which brings me to something else about about Knox that um his improvement right I was listening to some other podcast I think it was like the long the long two podcasts or something like that. And they said something very, very interesting. He said, um, Kevin Knox had problems going to the hole. Every time he went to the hole, he would barrel into somebody and get an offensive foul. And he was frustrated. He, he said he took the time to develop a floater. And he practiced this floater over and over and over and over again. Now his floater is pretty damn deadly. He, they, I think he has like the highest percentage rate in connection with floaters or something. Something crazy like that. Like his floater is good. Anything under the foul line, which is which is a lot. Why a lot of people say that they feel like he has the tools to actually be an elite offensive player. One is because of his floater, and two is because of that one two dri- dribble pull up. That he's pretty good at. Yeah, and I always see it as a positive sign where a player can see his weakness on offense and and learn a new skill. Yeah. To try and counter that weakness, so it becomes a so it, you know like 
on the fly. Exactly. So it becomes more of a strength now. You know what I mean? So so that's why even when I heard because um during the Fizdale um during the Fizdale interviews, they asked Fizdale. They said, "What do you th- what surprised you about Nas's workout?" And he said, "His ball handling." He says his ball handling improved by leaps and bounds because um I know he's watching the videos. They were saying his ball handling is too high, and he's causing too many turnovers. And there's many times when he's straight up bouncing the ball off his foot. Mm-hmm. And for him to say that it improved that much leaps and bounds, and he's able to actually create for other people, it's like, okay, now wait a minute, maybe there, maybe there's something here that if we actually are patient with, we can bring along, and. We'll see, man. Yeah, I mean, it's always a good sign because that shows that he's put in the work, you know, since the college basketball season was over. You know, he put in the work to improve himself. And and the thing is that, here's, a, here's also another thing about Kevin Knox, the pedigree he's coming from. He's coming He's coming from Kentucky. Yeah, man. And you already know John Calipari, is, he has a good track record of, of um, developing good pros in the NBA. Yeah, that, that that Kentucky that Kentucky bloodline. There's yeah. a lot of players from Kentucky. Exactly. Who are ballers. So I. So I mean, he, so I mean, you know, if you look at that, that may, that may, that might be a good sign that you know Kevin Knox might be that dude. I'm down I'm, the line. I think he comes from an athletic family too. I think his father plays fo- played football. He actually started out playing. Here's the other thing that that makes me think he might be able to pass eventually. Mm-hmm. It's fine. He used to play quarterback. Oh, he used to be a QB? He used to be a QB. And, not, and that doesn't mean he came from Queensbridge. Shout out to Nas. <laughs> <up his album. laughs> yeah. True, true, true. I mean, it, it was a good album. It was kind of short, but, you know, yeah, good album. He had some joints. He had yeah, some joints. Cops, shout out to kids. Shout, that was my joint right there. No, yeah. No. The Slick Lick with the, the Slick Lick sample with the... Yeah, I like that. That's yeah, cool. yeah I, I like me simple things and, you know, a couple other tracks on there, too. Yeah. You know. But so, Yeah. <clears throat> But back to Knox, so yeah, so I mean, maybe there's some hope for this. Maybe there's some hope for this kid mm-hmm. to actually have a, a well-rounded game. And Fizdale, man, this is what Fizdale earns his check, man. This is what Fizdale earns his check, and I believe he can do it because uh, um, he did it in Miami when they broke up the big three. He had to develop all those young guys like Justice Winslow and all of them after LeBron and them left. Mm-hmm. He, de- he developed those young guys into something after they left, and I think he could do it here. And he seems really excited about it. Yeah, and again with Knox, um, the reason I'm I'm going to say this right now is because I do want to bring up um something that Jay Williams said on first take. Okay. Which, you know, kind of concerned me about Kevin Knox. Okay. But, you know, obviously he's proving these things to be wrong by his workouts and what the what Fizdale and the guys are saying about him so far. But Jay Williams, because, you know, he watches college games, he analyzes college games, college plays. That's what he does for a living. Mm. And he said a lot of times Knox concerned him a bit because it seemed like he had to be motivated often yeah. to, to play his best. And he also he also said, like, how he doesn't know if, 
Knox has a competitive edge. That's exactly what I we both you know, said. Yeah, on defense, you know, especially on the defensive end, to really give his effort, you know, full time like that. And he often disappears in games and stuff like that. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this is why I picked other players ahead of him. Most definitely. Because, for example, Colin Sexton. I watched that dude play for oh, Alabama. No, this, he's this all dude, hard. That dude was not disappearing, period. He don't need you he, he does not need motivation. Exactly. Miles Bridges, again. Oh, you know. You you you, you knew he was on the court. You knew he was on the court. He did not disappear. And defensively, he wasn't the Macau, but he was he was solid. Exactly. Even even Y'all might crucify me with Y'all might crucify me about for this, but oh, Trey Young. Even, even with Trey Young. I mean, I know he got cold towards the end of the season. Yeah. But that dude had a killer instinct, though. That dude was dropping like forty and like ten on cats. I, yeah, I'm not, and I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm not I gonna mean, kill you. I'm not gonna kill you. You know, like you know, I understand. You know, Trey Young. You know, people are worried about his frame and how he might get bullied in the, in the NBA. Yeah, but the defensive end, he didn't really, he didn't really try. But yeah, he, yeah, defense, he didn't try. But I mean, like the dude at least had that killer instinct on offense. Like he was looking to kill you on offense. Something. Exactly. So that's why I that's why I po- I chose those plays ahead of Knox because I was like I watched Knox at Kentucky and I was like I just don't know like he would disappear at times I f- I would forget he's even on the court sometimes yeah when he was playing for Kentucky most definitely and I, I people had to keep him involved deliberately to keep him engaged in the game he, and his concentration levels went worries me too. Long periods of time going mm-hmm. in and out of games mentally. I want he needs to be engaged. So this is a lot of things Fizdale is gonna have to deal with. Yeah, but but at the same time though, I think Fizdale is the right coach for a player like that. Yeah, because Fizdale seems like the type of guy where he will help you to be engaged full time throughout games. Like there won't be a time when, you know, you don't think that. You know, Fizdale won't get up on a player and be like, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, etc. Like, Fizdale seems like that type of guy where he's going to motivate you and get you ready to go every game. Listen, man, he already got these kids out here practicing seven days a week. (laughs) Like, yo, Moody, actually, Moody, Moody is out here. (laughs) Moody is out here. Moody is out here, man. Moody is out here. You, I mean, see, I mean, you see Frank posting the videos, but I guess Moody, Moody, Moody might like might be like me. He like I'm at the gym. I don't need to post a video. Why am I post a video? Be at the gym for? I'm just gonna be at the gym. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say this: If Fizdale turns Moody around, you better give that man coach of the year. Oh hell, you, you better, <laughs> you better give that man coach of the year. You, son. you, I yeah. I post, I post on Twitter. I always say future coach of the year, <laughs> David Fisdale. When I talk about the man, because I can see it coming. Word. Resurrect that man's career. Yes, sir. Not even Easter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But shit. Listen, listen. Competitiveness was a huge. Re- listen. Knox is talking a good game right now. Mm-hmm. You seen the you seen the Knox quotes running around, right? Yeah, my man trying to be rookie of the year. Yeah, exactly. Let me read this quote for you real quick, real quick, because you like, oh, yo, is this kid competitive? I don't, I don't know, but he talks like he talks like he's competitive. Mm-hmm. He's like rookie of the year. That's gonna be on my wall in my room. That's what I want. That's what I'm gonna work for. 
I don't got to like paint it on my wall. It's just a piece of paper with rookie of the year on it. Every time I wake up, look at it. That's no, that's what I'm working for. I'm like, yo. Okay, young buck. Okay. The, the affirmations on the wall, motivation <laughs> type of vision board type. Okay. And thinking about it, man, I think the Knicks haven't had a rookie of the year since like Mark Jackson. Thinking about it, like, have mm. we, like, when was the last time Knicks had a rookie of the year? Crickets. <laughs> Do we have that sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> we have it, man. He's talking mad stuff. He even talking about, he's like, he's like, yo, Kevin. He says, yo, Durant used to be my favorite player, but now, um, now that he's in the NBA, he can't have no friends in the court. That you is know? true. I was like, yo, I like this kid. <laughs> <laughs> For real, he need to talk to some of these current NBA players. He's like, he's like, now I have to go at him. I was like, oh. That's what I like to hear. Oh. That, that's that mama mentality that's right there. That's that mama mentality. And then he says, like, yo. The fear one is like, yo, I got fear. I hate sharks. And snakes. Stuff like that, you know. stuff. But when it comes to competing... Man, competing and going at anybody, I have no fear. I was like, what? Okay. He was talking mad. He was talking. He had me hyped. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I'm reading all. Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm looking at them. So oh, he's not competitive. He's not competitive. He's not competitive. Mm-hmm. I'm reading all this. I'm like, maybe he is competitive. Yeah, and I think he also has it in his head that, you know what? When I was drafted. The Knicks fans were shouting, we want Porter Jr. Knox was like, nah. nah that, that noise, that, that, <laughs> he, 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 was, he was like, yo, I'm going I'm to knock that noise out real fast. Out the park, man. Talk that talk. But I don't want it to be lip service, though. You know what? Yeah, I'm, you got you to you gotta prove it on the court. You got to prove it on the court. I don't want to see nothing like, in, I don't want to see you in a Knicks uniform doing what you was doing in Kentucky. Nah. With, with, those, with those screams. And then screaming at your other teammates like they did it. Nah. Nah, you yeah, yeah, nah, I am boy. You did it. You chase over the screens. You, yeah, you gotta fight through those screens. You fight through those screens. You you the one who gotta like know the playbook. You gotta walk, pay attention on the back cut. That's you. You gotta you gotta be on that. Exactly. So I mean, Fizdale, get him right, kid. Go to work, get him right. Him and Moutier. Passes Man, matter of fact, the whole young crew at the Knicks, get them all right. Matter of fact, Frank, have have Frank run the defensive drills, man, because Frank be sliding his feet. He should be teaching that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he should be. I mean, he's the best defender we have in the backcourt. I'm saying, Knox, you teach him the offensive drills. Frank, you teach him the defense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, switch you, off. Exactly. You know, they are beat teammates. Help each other out, yo. Yeah, man. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. Oh, man. So we talked about Kevin Knox for a long ass, huh? Most definitely. Well, you know, other players got drafted. That is true. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, I never heard of this kid. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of this kid when we drafted him. But um, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, listen, we dug into him. He seemed like the type of player that, you know what? You could probably gamble on. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. Mitch. Mitchell Robinson. A round of applause for Mitchell Robinson for the Knicks. For the Knicks, uh, doing their due diligence. Um, Mitchell has an interesting story, man. Mitchell is a seven-foot center. 
skinny, two, like 225 pounds, seven four wingspan. Which means he should be able to block a lot of shots. Yeah, man, the Knicks are definitely... Oh, listen, man, in the night, the Knicks have gotten long and athletic in like an instant. That's what's up. I mean, yeah. that's what's that's what's popping in the NBA right now. Granted, um, even Knox could be actually more athletic, but he's still 18. Yeah, he has so, a chance to grow up. Yeah, he still has a chance to, to even up his athleticism and take advantage of his length and athleticism at the same time with some NBA workouts. Just like kind of like how you should be doing for, with Frank. But we talk about Mitchell right now. Yeah. So um, some things about Mitchell that were pretty damn interesting. First of all, he was ranked number 11 on ESPN top 100 list of prospects in 2017. It makes you wonder, like, what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. Fun fact, Knox is ranked number 10. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he averaged 25 points, 12 rebounds, 7 blocks. Well, 6.9, but I'm giving it 7. You, you know what? To me, that's a good sign right there because if you're in high school and you're seven foot tall, you should be blocking seven Hell shots a game. Yeah. <laughs> you should be blocking seven shots she a game. Fifteen shots a game. I don't know. That number might be a little low. I don't know. Nah, <laughs> I think, no, that's a pretty good number. Be the instigator, yo. Yeah, I can't help it. That was cool up here. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so um, so yeah, he's a big. That can block shots. He, he he likes to block and dunk. If you see all his videos, mm-hmm. all the videos is blocking the ball and banging it on people. <laughs> that means he should be great off the pick and roll. Yo, <laughs> yo just remember, remember Lob City. Remember we had Tyson Chandler here. Oh yeah, Tyson Chandler. And we had that that option where I missed that option, yo. Yeah. That option where you can just once you beat somebody off the pick and roll, you can just throw it to the sky. Yep. And then somebody just grows up and catches it. Exactly. Exactly. He's one of those dudes. I seen a picture of him when he's jumping in the air and his elbow was at the rim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, woo. <laughs> All right now. All right. All right. There, there goes that athleticism. There goes that athleticism there. Matter of fact, I'm, speaking of um Mitch, I know you saw the video of him like running like from half court. Oh, yeah, I all, posted it. All, all he, all he, yeah. did, all he did was take one dribble and like two steps, and he was at Dog. the rim dunking. Dog, <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. One dribble from half court, like that's crazy. Jumps just from below the foul, the foul line to bang it. One dribble, that's insane. That's insane. Coach is already comparing him to Clint Capella. And if he can develop into that, we have a gem on our hands. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And some people was like, before whatever happened to him, happened to him, which I'll explain later, he was like the third or fourth best big man on the on the board. That's what people were saying before things started to happen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so let me tell you kind of what happened. So, first of all, as you know, these are his high school stats. He has not played basketball. In college whatsoever. He got accepted to Kentucky Western. And he he's supposed to go to school and he didn't show up. Did they explain why he didn't show up? He I don't know. Like he took a few classes mm-hmm. and then he just didn't show up. My man was like, yo, school not for yo, me. Screw it. Yeah. <laughs> school not for me, I man. Was like, I ain't feeling this, bro. <laughs> 
like I saw a video that had a speculation that was saying like he he had like a family member that's supposed to be a assistant coach or something like that, and then his family member left. Mm-hmm. And then when he left, that might have been the reason why he he left. But that's like a that's not confirmed. Yeah, that's just like a theory. But he left, and they were like, you know what? Um, he actually he's people were thinking like he's gonna transfer, right? Because, you know, he left, he took his stuff out the dorm, he just bounced. He's going to transfer to another school. But basically, there's a rule that says that if you leave a school, you have to wait an extra year to be drafted to the NBA or something something like that. So he's, he was like, screw this, going to school stuff. He elected to train. He said, I ain't going to school. I'm just going to train. It sounds like he came from the LaVar Ball School of Hard Knocks. Yeah, man. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make my own path, pretty much. Yep. So because he made his own path, his his stock dropped, pretty much. And he ended up training with somebody called named uh, Marcel Scott, who trains NBA players. Most notable NBA player that he's trained, Anthony Davis. That's some connection right there. Yeah. So like, and you know what? He has been working on his three point shots too. He's working on his three point shot. He has he, a he has he, a he can shoot the three. He can shoot. He's been working on it. I, I'm not sure how. I've seen a couple. I've seen some film where he shoots the three. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what his percentage is and things like that. But or if he's going to be, if at this stage of the game he's like a competent three point shooter full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least in practices he's shown that he can hit a three. Okay. And he's also, um, I also know he's been working on his ball handling. So, interesting prospect. So, but he hasn't played five on five. Yeah, that was alarming to me. Like That was very alarming to me. Like, they said that, they said that he hasn't played ball in a year or something like that? Yeah, that's the thing. You know what it is? He's played ball, but he hasn't played five on five pickup ball. He's played... One on one, two on two, three on three. All right, but not five on five. I would still rather him play five on five at some point because it's still a different game when you play three on three. True. Like there's a lot more people to 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 be, take account of. There's a lot more things going on. You have to pay attention a lot more, in my opinion. But yeah. um. It, it, it sounds like this dude was playing big three basketball. Exactly. He was playing big three with, with Nate and them. Yo, oh, shout out to my guy. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. Interrupt this program. <laughs> I got a bro pick. <laughs> oh, man. You going to give Nate the bro pick? No. Who getting the bro, though? Mich- Rashad McCants. Oh, Bruh. man. <laughs> We interrupt this. We usually do bro picks at the end of the show, but nah, man. Rashad McCants was trying to punk my guy, Nate, the five foot seven assassin. Yo. <laughs> Nate was not having it, man. At all. <laughs> Nate was not having it. He was. I think Nate was gonna square up. Square up, yo. For real. <laughs> he definitely was. Not only was he, yo, McCants was trying to bully ball him. It was funny because like I was watching that game. And early in the game, Nate said something to it, and, and McCants was like, looking at him like, he was giving him that screw face. He was like, what? What did you say? Like, Nate said something wild to the dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he was psyched because at halftime Nate was like, he's not gonna come over here with his Joker mask. I guess McCants came over with a Joker mask. Yeah, he did. He matter of fact, he came out with a Joker mask and and the um Infinity Gauntlet on his hand. Crazy! Yeah. <laughs> wow, disrespectful. <laughs> and that ends up losing by how much? They got smacked. They got like they lost by like eighteen or something like that. Bruh. And who put and who put the moves on you? Nate. Yeah, man. My man Nate, the great, showed him, yo. Don't sleep on my guy, Nate. Nah, man. Don't sleep on my guy. He has a chip on his shoulder forever in his whole life. He's like, they said I'm smart. I said, I, I, yo, I love what he said at halftime. Mm-hmm. They, said, they, they said I can't stop him because I'm short. They said I'm short. But you guess what? They have to stop me, too. <laughs> that is true. And it, and it was funny, though. Because during the game... If you if you listen closely, you heard dude shouting, "You too small, you uh, too small," <laughs> and that's why Nate dropped. I don't know how much he dropped, but he was taking you to school, so I did. he made. Yeah, you. matter of fact, he hit the game winning shot too. Yeah, and then walked off and and took his mask. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought they was about to fight the whole team. Yo, me too, son. <laughs> I saw Kenya Martin getting up there. I was like, yeah. oh, Kenya's oh, involved. I was like, yeah, I was about to get oh, around, son. Yeah. Kenya's involved. I was scared from Nate when Kenya's involved. For real. Got that crazy. You're for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But shout out to my guy, Nate, man. You get yeah, he, yeah, he showed out. Yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna, I got an ooh pick right now. Ooh. Ooh pick for Nate. For one hit that game winner. Ooh. Two. For the head fake. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And the birdie and the drive to the basket. Yup. Oh. And for the other, what's the other shot when he finished with the left hand? Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, he said that on the left hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Those are my oop picks for today. If y'all don't know what oop picks are, well, we haven't had actual games here in a long yeah, time. So. Yeah, so the oop picks and the buff picks kind of died down a bit, but y'all can go back to past episodes on soundcloud.com slash the Nick of Time Show. Yeah. And Tell them um, again. Where's that again? Soundcloud.com slash the Nick of Time Show. Y'all can go back to past episodes that happened during the season and really listen to our old picks and bro picks that we had. Word. Hit them archives, man. Yes. And it's more to come. All right. Now we back. <laughs> <laughs> we back. We back. We back. So, uh... What was I talking about? I was talking about uh, uh, Mitch. Mitch. Money making Mitch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Money making Mitch. Yep. Paid in full. Well, paid in full. Paid in full. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, that's kind of really all I have to really say. He didn't work out for us. Oh, so I mean, they were looking at tapes? They was looking at, yo, they were straight looking at tapes. Yo, I seen Lakers fans. Lakers fans were licking their chops. Because mm-hmm. the Lakers fans wanted them. And the belief was he was supposed to go in the first round, in the late first round. But the, the Lakers ended up taking, oh, God, I forgot this kid's name. Mortez or Wagner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mortez Wagner, Wagner from uh, Michigan. Yeah, they ended up taking him. And we ended up scooping him up. And I was like, yo, you might have scooped up a gym. He was supposed to be projected 11. And people mm-hmm. are saying he might be better. He might be right up there with the big men in the first round in a couple of years. So that's a steal. Most definitely. And as I said, they're comparing him to Clint Compella. If we can get that type of production from him, 
oh boy, it's going to definitely be a gem we picked up. Yeah, man, definitely. And listen, and Fizzle Riley, he's like, yo, I love this timing. He has great hands, and he runs like a deer, and he loves him. The only negative I heard about him was um his defensive IQ, I heard, wasn't that good. I've, I heard that he, he is lost sometimes mm-hmm. on screens and stuff like that as well. But um, we're gonna have to, you know, we're gonna have to shore that up. Fizdale getting right, kid. Most definitely, and at the end, I mean, right now he has a certain skill set on defense, which is useful, which is that he can block shots. So yeah, man. Listen, with KP gone, well, who knows? Yo, who knows what's gonna happen? He maybe he might have a shot. No, we'll get we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. He might end up in the G League. Who knows? Or he can he can he'll be with us. It depends. It depends. It's all up to him, according to Fizdale. I mean, I think it's gonna highly depend on what he shows in the summer league and most definitely, and what he shows during workouts. Going, I I guess preseason play too. Got put that into um. You got to put that in as well. So yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting because he hasn't played five on five in a year. I wonder what that's gonna be like. All I'm saying is I hope he's not out there looking like me. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> oh, hell no. I hope he's out there looking like you. <laughs> Two or three good possessions on defense. Exactly. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's been traded, though. I hope he's... I don't know. That five-on-five training is a different beast. That's though. what I'm saying. Like, he got to get that conditioning up, man. Yeah, man. Definitely. Unless they're doing three-on-three full court. Yeah. Unless they're doing that, like, big three. Yeah, <laughs> now big three is not even full court; it's half court. Oh, yeah, it is half court. Yeah, half so court, court. not even big three. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. But um, yeah, yeah. So oh my, okay. So now that's who I. That's what we got in the second round, right? So we actually the third person that we drafted. Actually, no, we didn't draft him. We signed him to a contract. He's, I don't oh. even know he's signed. He's a potential. He's undrafted. Yeah, he's undrafted. But he can potentially sign a two-way contract. We'll t- we'll talk a little bit more, more about that later. Mm-hmm. But um, Alonzo Trarier. I like that dude. If you saw him in college, he's a good player. Beast mode. Beast mode. Six-five shooting guard. Eighteen, bro. Eighteen points. 3.2 assists, shoots 50% from the field. Yup. 38% from three. Mm-hmm. How in the hell do you not get in do you not get drafted? The discipline, man, that's the thing. Like, I think he got caught how many times? Like, either was it once or twice with PDs? Exactly. Yeah. Check his piss. Check his piss. <laughs> him and Noah, man. We gotta uh, watch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, him we, and Noah, man. We, we, we gotta keep him away from Noah, keep yo. Keep him away from Noah, man. <laughs> Noah's in the trees, man. He definitely... No, actually, you know what? I see Noah. He's off the PDs. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's definitely he is. off the PDs. Yeah, he's off the PDs. Because last yeah. season, if you seen Noah, he had a 12-pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this year, I seen a picture. He was pedaling his ass in the sauna on a bike. 12-pack gone. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, the stomach was just flat. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> all in the year. So he's definitely off the PEDs. That's for damn sure. Yeah, so I, so I guess we don't got to check Noah's piss anymore. Nah, nah, we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't have to. But yeah, the story was he was, uh, he, he had, yeah, he was tested n- negative 
or positive. I'm sorry. For I don't know how to say this word. I I, I know I know I know what, you, what you're talking about though. Like I think you said that he he drank it in like a supplement or something like that. Yes, or something along those lines. Stepdad probably his stepdad. They said his stepdad gave him some concoction in a sports drink, and had astarine in it. Yeah, and it dirtied his piss up, and he was suspended, and that dropped his draft his draft stock. And he failed the test twice, but he he got the um the second one like removed because they said it was remnants from the first test still in his in his uh in his body. Yeah. So they threw that one out, but that suspension helped him, hurt him pretty much. And you know what? I don't really give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn I don't either. Give a damn. As long as that dude stay away from the PEDs and and keep himself clean. Word. What I saw in college from the dude, I'm intrigued. I am definitely intrigued. The only thing that worries me is like, bruh, we got 27 million shooting guards that is on true. our team. We have Ron Baker. Still, we yeah, remember that guy? Yeah, I mean, and the thing about Ron Baker is he plays either the two or the one, too. So as a combo guard. Word. We, we got... Have, Dotson. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. <laughs> even even Frank is a combo yeah. guard. He played the one or the two. So it's That's like, like how many minutes do we have at the two? <laughs> we don't have that many minutes at the two. No, nah, we don't. So that's gonna be a problem. But you know sh- yo, but you know, look at this guy. I mean, we just read off his pros and cons real quick there there there. Like, bro, like man, yo. Pro scoring ability. He gets buckets. Yes, sir. Walking bucket. If walking bucket is gone this year, we got another one. Yes, definitely. Scores in a variety of ways: attacking the rim, uh, transition, and he can hit the three. Good athlete, deceptive athlete, quick first step, and can make highlight plays at the rim. Man, I seen him do some stuff at yeah, the rim, I mean, man. Yeah, me too, man. Take some contact, finish strong, no problem. Yep. Excels in transition. Ranked among the best in the nation in scoring efficiency. That is always a positive. That is a positive. That is man. always a positive. <laughs> As I've said, fifty percent from the field, thirty-eight percent from three. And, and and this is and this is not even the pros. This is in college. He's doing this as a guard. Exactly. Yo, I said the same thing about Trey Burke. Whenever a guard shoots fifty percent. Fifty percent from a guard, big man percentage. Yeah, that's that's pretty much perfect right there. Pretty much perfect. So I, that's why I love Frank, Trey Burke towards the end of the season. He was shooting fifty percent from the field. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. But this man is shooting fifty percent and thirty eight from three. Nuts. Yup. And efficient. Then I mean, he, I mean, you are efficient. I mean, that's the definition. Of exactly, and, and and what that tells me too is that his shot selection is pretty good. He does not take a lot of bad shots. It's crazy because in his weaknesses, it says scout selection, but uh, I don't uh, agree uh, with that. If he's uh, shooting fifty uh, percent and thirty eight from three, how is your shot selection bad? So I'm gonna call a dub on that. I mean, unless unless he's a good bad shot maker, that's the only uh, that's that's the only exactly. thing. <laughs> if you're a good bad shot maker, then you, I don't know. That means you shoot. If you make uh, the rule is for me, if you're making 50% of your shots, 
you, you're good. You're good. You that's a good shot. Exactly. Even like, if it's a bad shot. Yeah. <laughs> True that. Even if it's a bad shot. If you make fifty percent of your shots. Yeah. It's a bad. It, your bad shot is still a good shot. Exactly. In my opinion. Whatever. Yeah, his weaknesses. Whatever. Con shot selection. Like I said, but I call bull. I mean, hey, I mean, if he's a, if he's a good bad shot maker, he's a good bad shot maker. It, I mean, shoot, that just adds to you know his. I still, I still think it's bull. <laughs> but whatever, ball stopper. Okay, that's a bad. Uh, yeah, that, right. yeah, that's a con. But three point two assists from a shooting guard. That's decent for it's a shooting not, guard. That's not bad. That's not so bad. And actually, the videos I've seen of him, he actually has pretty good vision. I mean, whether he chooses to pass that much or not is another thing. But mm-hmm. I see him have some nice passes where, like, he break he he can break people down off the dribble and set other people up. He he can. He has the ability to do that. Yeah, and I think in um in Fizdale's motion offense, he's going to have to learn to give up that ball. <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, he can't be running iso- <laughs> isolation like nah, that. Nah, <laughs> not iso ball. Melo's gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my 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 bad, Melo. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I mean to do a straight shot. It's like reflex now. I need to go to rehab. <laughs> but yeah, the mid range game is water for sure. But the, um, the turnovers is what we have to fix with him. That's really what it is. Yeah, well, it's just a turnover ratio. Yeah, but I mean, with college players, especially those that play guard, yeah, they do turn the ball over often, especially a guard that holds the ball often. You, you, it's like you, it's like you're going to expect a lot of turnovers. Like so, so to me that's not too surprising. I feel you. You know, and I think you know once he gets to the NBA level and he gets to you know get adjusted to the game, etc. Like his turnovers will go down. Yeah, he, he'll sure that up. And yeah. you know what? With experience, that'll 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 be shored up. But again, it's like yo, he seems very promising. But but again, he got so many guards, so many guards. That competition at that guard position is going to be crazy. Most definitely. Crazy. Because a dynamic guard that can score when we need to on a team that doesn't have their top scorer, Przingis, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and then on top of that, it's like there's only two spots. There's only two spots. So you can, so it's like, you have like about five, six guys competing for those two guard spots. Yeah. So it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And you know what? It gets crazier when I talk about some other spots too. Let's reason to this. Two-way contracts, right? For those watching the Knicks land on YouTube, what's up? Two-way contracts. Um, The Knicks are going to offer probably Luke Cornett and Isaiah Hicks a two-way contract. Right? Yeah. Knicks only have two two-way contracts. This man might have to take one. One person might be left in the dark. It could be Cornette. It could be Hicks. That's easy for me. Oh, oh yeah, Hicks. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I, don't even, I don't even have to think twice about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hicks got. I mean, yeah, man, Hicks. He's a. Tw- you know what it is? He didn't, he played pretty okay towards the end. Yeah, I feel like he started getting his feet under him, but he's just a tween. He's like a tweener. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. He does. I feel like I don't know. I I do, I do feel like Cornette's position is more defined. You know, like a he like a little bit more defined. Like you know what you're gonna get from Cornette. You know, a, a big that can stretch the floor and shoot the three and block shots every now and then, yeah. rebound the ball. Like you know what you're gonna get from Cornette, yeah. but Hicks. He, Exactly. He he needs to work on a rebound the ball though. But yeah, 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 he still needs to work a rebound. But I mean, like you know what you're gonna you know what you're gonna get from Cornette. Right. Here's the other thing about Hick, about Cornette too. I feel there are there are teams with their eye on Cornette. So this is the other wrinkle. There's teams with their eyes on Cornette. Um, summer league is coming up. Knicks don't have no dough. If a team offers him like a mill. Or multi-year, Cornette could be gone. So that's the other thing to look out for. So we could lose, end up losing losing the the Cornetta corn. <laughs> the Cornetta <laughs> <laughs> So it's gonna be a tricky situation when it gets to this big man thing happening. Yeah. Contracts in general, big men in general. You know what? Let's let's get to it. Let's get to the free agent talk right now. Mm-hmm. It is now. What's today? It's today. We we record on Sundays. Today is Sunday, June twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Thank you, thank you, my good man. June twenty fourth. As of today, Kyle O'Quinn has opted out. He was making what four and a half to five million dollars. He's opted out. He's played himself into a bigger contract. For sure. Yeah. The max I can see him getting from any team, probably $10 million, The max. Yeah, I can see a team doubling his salary. There is a rumor out there, could be true, that he is interested in playing with the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> no surprise there. <laughs> exactly. Not a surprise. I think I'm interested in playing too. If I want a quick ring real quick. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if you really think about it, Kyle's game fit the Golden State Warriors game perfectly. It does. Like that passing big man role. Perfect. And my roommate who is a basketball head, she was like, they're looking at David West like it's time for you to go. <laughs> I mean to be real about it it is time for him to go yeah <laughs> so they could be looking for a big man uh, but who knows what's gonna happen with that situation they could go for for uh, Kyle Quinn. I think I heard I read somewhere Dwight Howard might be interested Dwight Howard cause the word on the street is I, I don't know if people know that um Dwight Howard is signed with the Nets yeah he got bought out though and he got bowled out. Exactly. Are you, are you saying the Warriors are interested in Dwight Howard? I don't. I am not saying that. I'm saying Dwight Howard is interested in the I heard that he might be interested in the Warriors. Well, that's not surprising, too. But the question is, is the, are the Warriors interested in him? And I'm the Warriors. <laughs> I'm staying away from that. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even considering that. Hell no. But we all know Kyle Quinn loves New York. He is from Queens. And he always expressed that he loved. Yeah, always expressed. He he came out on the uh the Samaro and said that he loves New York. And we'll we'll see what happens, man. But a lot rides on this cap situation because if you know about the Knicks cap situation right now, it's not looking good, bro. 
we ain't got no ends. No, man. <laughs> no ends. We ain't got shit. <laughs> <laughs> All we have is a mid-level exception, which is worth, what, $8 million? I think $8.4 million. About, yeah, about. About. And something I heard we have is a biannual exception, which is like you can give a player 8% raises of their salary or something like that. So in my, so it was like scenario. Let's just say July 29th. July 29th is the day where players have to decide whether they're going to opt in or opt out. Wait, don't you mean June 29th? I mean June 29th. I'm sorry. Yeah. Which is a few days from now. June 29th, if Canther decides he wants to opt in, we only have a mid-level left. We get the mid-level to uh, Kylo Quinn. Beasley, we'll be able to use the biannual on Beasley, I believe. Because I think we would be right at the cap. Mm-hmm. And I'm... What I read was the rule was if you're on, I don't know if you, I don't know if it counts if you're at the cap. I think the rule is if you're under cap, you can use that biannual rule to go over the cap and it won't count against the cap. All right. So that is, that's a scenario. If you want to keep all three of those guys, that would be, but a lot would have to happen. You know what I'm saying? Cantu yeah. would have to not want multiple years, mm-hmm. which may not be possible. Or maybe he just loves New York so much he would take that one year and try to re-up with us next year if we get uh, Kyrie or whatever. Maybe he might want to do that. Possibility. But I don't, I'm not sure. What's, what, are the, what are the odds of both Cantor and Kyle Quinn not wanting, not Accepting multiple years. And um, Beasley. Uh, it's, to me, it's very slim because as a player, you want security. Hell yeah. You know, you want multiple years. You want a guaranteed deal for multiple years. And I feel like Kyle Quinn has worked his, his, he has worked up his way to a point where it's like, he wants a guaranteed contract for a number of years where he's earning good money. And I think he deserves it. He definitely deserves it. But also understand from the Knicks' point of view where the Knicks want their cap situation to be right for... Kyrie Irving. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And we deserve that too. Exactly. (laughs) For, you know, for 2019, etc. So, I mean, it's going to be tough because there's going to have to be a sacrifice made on either end. You know what I mean? Like, it's either... KO is going to have to be like, you know what? I love New York so much. I'll sign for a year and see what happens after that. Or the Knicks are going to have to be like, well, for the whole Kyrie thing, we may have to trade for him or something and and reward KO for the work he's done during the last season and give him multiple years. And and here's the funny thing about that, too. There's two. It's not just one year. Mm-hmm. Where does big free agents? There's two years. Like, 2020 can come around, and then we. So, you know what I mean. So, like, if we miss in 2019, 
the Knicks could pull the same thing on on 2020, and they could be like, all right, now, come on, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, check this out, fam. Uh... This was cool and all, but I got to I got to I can definitely see that happening. Yeah. So, very tricky situation for the Knicks. Um If Canton does opt out, it's going to give the Knicks some cap space. Yeah. We'll definitely have some some move from KO. The scoring is going to be interesting. <laughs> that is going to be interesting. We'll have to you know what? I blame Phil. <laughs> I blame Phil because you know what? Knicks fans out there listening and watching on YouTube. I hear all these people talking about Cantor has to opt out. People are trolling Cantor on Twitter right now telling him to opt out, opt out, opt out. And people get out, get on me for liking Cantor. But I'm like, yo, Cantor did a good amount for the team. I understand he has bad defensive tendencies sometimes. And he actually, I think I read somewhere that he actually was a positive in defense for the first time in his career for the first half of the year in the, leading to like November, December. Mm-hmm. But then he's not, after that, it dropped off the earth. Yeah. But um, what I really meant to say is I know people are really mad at Cantor and they want him to opt out. But I really feel like it's his misplaced an- anger, yo. It's really, oh, it's really Joaquin. <laughs> it's really Joaquin because if you think, if Joaquin wasn't here tying up all that extra cap space for nothing, I don't know if can people would be so eager to let Cantor go. That is true. Like I think they might be a little more like, okay, well, give me two years. Like he, Joe Kim is really the one holding everything up right now. Yep, and of course we have Phil to thank for that. Thank you, Phil. Thank you very much. So the Knicks have a lot to figure out. I mean, if they can't lose Joakim, I said this before and I say it again, I love this man. Courtney Lee, man. Maybe if we could find a way to move Courtney Lee to free up some space, some cast space. It's not like we have, we have so many shooting guards. Not do. He's one of my favorite, he was one of my favorite Phil signings. This is not nothing against Courtney Lee at all. But it's just, Circumstances. He just seems. It just seems like every time I think about it, he's the guy to move. Yeah, and I think he can definitely help out a team that's going to make a playoff push. Also, so. Word. So if I'm Perry and them, I'm trying my best to move Courtney Lee, free up some cap space, maybe take a second round pick. I really would like a low first because I really think he's worth a low first. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I think the most the Knicks can get from him is probably a second. I'm, I'm yeah, I, mean, I know. I'm, me too. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm hoping for a first, but I feel like he's worth a low first. But but the most we're probably gonna get for him is a second. Yeah, maybe a second and expiring would be dope. It's a lower salary. Mm-hmm. In a position like a, I don't know, a young cat maybe who's a young small forward. Who knows? Something like that, or I don't know. As long as it's, as long as there's an expiring contract coming back, I'd be cool with it. Yeah. But to me, if I'm a GM right now, that's the that's one of my first moves is moving Courtney Lee. To to free up this get us out of this conundrum. Yeah. Then maybe we'd be able to give KO 
eight million or even nine million and not have to like go over the cap because we can't go over the cap to sign KO. It's just that luxury tax. Yeah, I mean we have we have his bird rights, so we're allowed to go over the cap if we have his if he uses bird rights. But it just seems so weird doing that and having a losing record. I don't I don't like I don't want to be over the cap and have a losing record. That just like what? Yeah, that is true. Usually when teams are over the cap, it's usually those teams actually win something. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't can't I don't know. I read some I read somewhere that peop, that the Knicks might be willing to give him a 10 million 10 million to go over the cap. But that don't make sense to me. But he, that guy, he knows what he's talking about, so maybe maybe he's right, but in my mind it doesn't make no sense. And I mean, hey, James Dolan, he can pay the luxury tax too, but it's just that you want you you but it's just that if you if you it's just that if you want your what's the what's the what's the words I'm looking for right now? Like your team. If you really want your team to be over the cap like that, it's usually a team that has championship aspirations. Yeah. You know, like even, the Warriors. <laughs> ex- exactly. Like you have a bunch of all stars on your team signed to big contracts. That's the only time where going over the cap makes sense. Most definitely. If you have, if your team is a bunch of young players and you're not expected to really go anywhere, like why are you going over the cap? You should you, you should keep you should keep your team flexible to the point where you can open up max slots just in case you, where you can bring in a big name free agent when free agency comes. Most definitely. So and it's interesting because, like, even Beasley, Beasley can get more than what he's getting right now, too. Guys. Right now, they're getting $2 million or something like that. But you, I can really tell Beasley wants to be here, man. I can tell. Like, he's on the float. He's He was at the Pride Parade today with Dave Fisdale and his wife, taking pictures, hanging out with the team. Like, Beasley wants to be here, man. So I can I can honestly see him taking that minuscule raise. Mm-hmm. But if he was to move the lead, maybe we can give... Beasley like a little bit more and O'Quinn some more and keep both of them. Who knows? We have to wait and see. We have to wait and see. Or we can end up getting Jerry and Grant from OKC, which is a popular little option that I've been seeing around lately. Somebody who can play defense at the 3-3 and done well for OKC and might not be that much money. And he can shoot three as well. He's not that bad, so. Word. And he fits that mold of young dudes on a squad that can run with us. Yep. And he's definitely going to put that pressure. at that, And especially at the three position right now with Knox being shaky mm-hmm. on the defensive end, having some guy like that who can guard uh, some, some, some good threes would, would help us a lot. So, Most definitely. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's just the two of us. I think I think I think we're going through everything. Yeah, me too. Free agency. Only thing only thing is left right now is uh summer league is coming up in July. I'm very excited to see that. Yeah, I definitely cannot wait. Have the squad. We're gonna have Frank. We're gonna have Dotson. We're gonna have Mitchell Robinson. We're gonna have Kevin Knox. We're yeah. gonna have Cornette. Yeah, that Nick Summer League team looking nice right now. What? (laughs) Yo. Yeah, that Nick Summer League team looking extra nice. Extra nice. Stay tuned for that. We will be talking Summer League talk. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, we do. Yeah, we'll, we talk to somebody. Talk and we'll be talking next news. If anything crazy comes up, any kind of trades, any opt outs, we will be talking about that. Um, yeah, any new signings, any new developments, we'll definitely be here to speak on it. Word. Maybe not the next week, but maybe the week after we might have another another episode for y'all to talk next, man. Yeah, when does summer league start? I think like around July. 10th, 11th, yeah. 12th, like around then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And happy birthday to my mom. It's not my birthday. It's, my, it's not our birthday yet. <laughs> but July 10th is coming, ma. And my mom's birthday July 6th. So cancer babies. Cancer babies. <laughs> yo, it's something with the cancer babies having the Scorpio babies, man. Look, <laughs> <laughs> it's planned, yo. This is a planned thing, yo. For real, yo. They definitely had to plan that, yo. It's crazy. But yeah, shout out to mom, dudes. Happy early birthday. Yeah, happy early birthday, mom. We hitting a sipping chat. Yes. The sipping paint. We getting we hitting the sipping paint on oh. our birthday. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, man. Cats are south here. Yeah. Painting flowers and stuff or whatever the heck you painting. <laughs> <laughs> but yo. So um we reached the end of our show. Yo, shout out to the followers, man. Shout out to the followers on Twitter. Our Twitter our Twitter has grown exponentially. It blew up. Yeah, man. Sharing all the um all of my illustrations of Knicks players. If y'all wanna check that out, follow us on, on um Follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Yeah, Twitter, the KOT show. Word. Instagram, the Nick of Time show. Word. Follow us on both. Yes. Yo, we we did ask. We we got like a, over a hundred followers on Twitter over a day. That was crazy because of those 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 pictures. So definitely follow us. But um, it is time to say goodbye. So you know what? Tell them where to find you, Ryan. Y'all can find me at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That is S I R G is C H I L L I N. I'm about to be out of school for good, so the writing is gonna be Liddy. Free man. Word. <laughs> tell, tell the people what you getting again. Huh? Tell the people what you getting again. Tell the people what are you getting? You're graduating with. Oh, um, a master's of science in sports business. That's right, that's right, that's right. If you're wondering yes. why all the blogs are so lit and legit, that is why. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and you can find me at JLS Draws Things. Yo, my Instagram has actually been been kind of picking up too since I've been I think people are finding me on Instagram now when they, it's like, oh you did you drew it, I'm gonna follow you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, JLS Draws Things, that's J-E-L-L-I-S. D R A W S. Miss Jealous draws things, man. J E L L I S draws things. If you can't, <laughs> if you can't spell, we can't help you. We I'm sorry. We can't help you, man. <laughs> we can't help you. No dollar sign as straight up J Ellis draws things. No spaces, no nothing. Yeah. J Ellis draws things. And as Ryan said before, you can follow us on Instagram at the Nick of Time Show. Yeah. Um, and, and matter of fact, we have to shout out Dash Radio. Word. For hosting us, giving us the platform. Yeah, most definitely. And putting in that work. Making those deals. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dash, man. Shout out to Dash for real, for real. Shout out to Gary V, too. He's an X man. Oh, yeah. True that. True that. VaynerMedia. VaynerMedia. Shout out to Gary V and all these guys. <laughs> and Gary V, want to talk next? Holla at your boy. Yes, sir. And also, we also know Gary V's a part of Scorpio Nation, too. So come through. Oh, come true, <laughs> Scorpio Nation. That's why he works so hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I work so hard. I got the Gary V in my blood. Yeah, most definitely, yo. All right. And that is it. We out. Peace. As soon as I find this.
favorite moments and my happiest moments have when I've been dancing and I'm just not even remembering or thinking about where I am and I'm just letting go and letting the beat take me. Got soul in my cup, dollars, more like beat, let's get to it. I got soul in my cup, mm-hmm. about you, glow up, here we go, what you doing? I got soul in my cup, Center in the back. 
out all then I know that you know we gonna mash up my teddy pistols Well, I gotta rock this soul tonight Round the globe, I gotta rock this soul tonight I want to rock it non-stop, sweat me back, bring me some water Let's go practice, make some sun and data More like we no bring no monkey slaughter Pure like we no bring no hit the cross Yeah, rock this soul tonight I gonna rock this soul tonight I want rock it non-stop, sweat she back I gotta rock this soul tonight I Let's go rock this mix and treat me, please I swear I gotta rock this soul tonight Yo, no man, no brain, no hate around me I gotta rock this soul tonight Well, I gotta rock this soul tonight Well, I gotta rock this soul tonight
was I so blind I was in it I was still in love, you were finished But see the way you scandalize my name With random lies I, I know you love me still You keep my name in your mouth like it's lunchtime It ain't a punchline We laughed and cried I'm bad And I love myself Thought if I could heal you, I could heal me too Maybe find a real me in you And I'm sorry I should've never put that pressure on you Should've known better, should've never let you in Should've never gave you that ride home Should've never got addicted to your life You smile with the gap that a match mine And Mel cast on and in his beauty I would pass Journey